I want to change pace a little bit. Uh-huh. Continue the loving train to television. Yes. Because I, again, have a top five uh-huh. of top television. And then I have a couple things that I want to talk about that I was disappointed with in television. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to be surprised to see if you agree with the disappointment. Well, okay. Okay. I only have one thing specifically that I want to talk about in disappointment. Okay. Um, top five. Yes. And- favorite television this year mm-hmm. is the crown oh my god yes my number four is brooklyn 99 yeah so good joanna i don't i think that's getting better as it goes and, oh it's so good and comedies oh don't do that it's so no. good it's been able to keep up its pace of like being so funny yeah well and um, and you just you feel for them like you love all of those characters i love all of them and you just want to spend time with them. Like, I want to, like, just... I want an episode where we just stake out. Like, yeah. I don't even need, like, a crime. Let's just put them all in a room and watch. Yep. Like, that's how um, much I love them. They've been releasing Best Of. Yeah. They did Boil, Best of Hold, Best mm-hmm. of Jake, whatever. And they're hilarious. Yeah. So I love them very much. Because it's just little bits of, like, their best moments. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. Um, anyway, number three, mm-hmm. Legion. Oh, my God, Joanna. So good. Number two, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yes. And number one is obviously Game of Thrones. <gasps> oh, okay. So I, you said, you said Handmaid's as two, and I went, then what could be number one? Riding Dragons, Sean. Riding, Riding Dragons. <laughs> I, so I will give you my top five, and I'll do it in reverse order like you. So number five, I have Big Little Lies. Okay. Um, because we got Reese, we got Nicole, we got Shailene, we got Laura, like, that cast. Like, oh my god, she's killing it this year. Um, Big Little Lies, you know I have to shout out for Riverdale. Because Uh that first season was so good, and then they matched it for season two. I was so nervous about where it was gonna go, but it's been so good. So then, number three, and this is like a real story of redemption for me, because I didn't like season two. Mr. Robot. See, and ah, I knew you were going to say that. I have I have the whole thing recorded, waiting for me to watch it. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I was going to touch upon that I have not seen this season yet. I need you to plan to just sit down for a day. Oh, I know. Because okay, I it's so good. And there's, I'm not even going to say it, there's like so many sequences that come to mind where I go, this is one of the best directed things I've seen in years. Oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Like, it's so good. But, Joanna, I haven't seen season two of The Crown yet, so what am I doing with my life? It's heavy. I'm so excited to see it, though. Oh my goodness, hello. We have a, oh, we have a call-in guest. No, we don't. Um, we're here! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and then my number two, Twin Peaks, so I know you didn't watch that. Yeah, um, okay. And, I, and I've talked about it enough for... Lord knows everyone, so we won't. Um, but Twin Peaks was phenomenal. And then my number one is Handmaids. Yep. That and, yep. So I think our, my, your one and two mm-hmm. are, don't surprise me. That I think that's, and I mean, mine is the same, right? My yeah. one and two are my Sunday night viewing. Uh-huh. Your Sunday night viewing. And yes. then Handmaids. Well, and let's be real. The second I see the crown by Big Little Lies, like you're not, you're not, you're not making it. Yeah. Um, because it's going to be so good. Can I tell you my honorable mentions? Because I made a really long list for this one. <laughs> I have, um, two honorable mentions. G- give me your two. My two are Master of None. 
Oh, yeah. And Dark. And I haven't watched that one yet. It, it Oh, Sean. It's David Lynch directs um, Stranger Things. And you know I love all of those things. Oh, you're going to love it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. my my amended honorable mentions are on Hulu. I don't know what it's on in Canada, Joanna, but I'm obsessed with Runaways. Oh, yeah. Me too. It I, is on Showcase. I love, I love that show. Agreed. I love Queen Sugar. Okay, I've not seen it. Um, it's so freaking good. It's about a family um trying to restore their failing um sugarcane farm. Every thread is there. It's brilliant TV. The mayor, did you watch that this year? No. Okay, so it's it's a half an hour show about a young rapper who gets elected mayor of his hometown. <laughs> and uh-huh. and he like he's totally unqualified for it, but he loves where he's from. And watching him like work in the system is really charming. And then Feud, the Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, that was amazing. And then Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. And then I have a shout out for three half-hour Netflix comedies that I'm just putting as one. So I'm going to say American Vandal, it's brilliant, Dear White People, and Lady Dynamite. Okay, okay. So that was a long list, I'm sorry, I got real listed, but I I have a lot of things I love. I haven't seen of that list. Well, no, and I have a bunch of things that I have some, like, homework to do right now. I do, too. <laughs> I have multi-robot homework, Mr. Robot homework. Yes, and I have Dark, and I have The Crown. You're gonna binge-watch The Dark. Yes. Now, I, I need to check, though. Time. Is it subtitles? Like, like it is yeah. German language with subtitles, right? Yeah. Because I watched... Or dubbed, but I don't like the dubbed. No, because I watched a preview last night, and it was... English dubbed, and I thought my heart was breaking. No. Okay. Just switch it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Um, my... What's your disappointment? I feel sad saying this. No, don't. I had some issues with Stranger Things. Really? I don't think it, it was comparable to the first season. No. So what... Talk, talk me through your issues. Specifically? Uh-huh. Episode 7? punk the punk episode yes that was a problem that was a huge problem because it it totally it totally breaks up their narrative momentum yeah and what was the role um i forget her name what was what was the um red hair girl girl's name max max Max. it's max what was what was her role sean i there isn't a role there then that's those are my though uh profound uh, i was like okay she's gonna help the gang she's gonna do no yeah I really did not like punk at all. I thought that was a whole storyline that didn't mm-hmm. make any sense. No. And I didn't like it. No, and I agree with you. I think it was completely distracting. And yeah. in we had like all of this amazing stuff happening in Hawkins. And then yeah. it was like they went, "Well, let's put a pin in that and then go with 11 to Chicago." Okay? And only follow 11 the entire episode. No. So, the th- my biggest complaint about Stranger Things as a whole is that the Duffer brothers think they're making a long movie. They're not. They're making a TV series, and yeah. episodic structure matters. And if you're yeah. going to do, like, a full hour away, split it up over the course of three or four episodes. Yeah. Like, don't just yeah. break up your story and then do an aside that no one cares about. No, I didn't care. No. And all the other characters who she met... Had no, like, no purpose. No purpose. Mm-hmm. 
I agree with you. I agree with you on that completely. And I feel badly to go back to the movie thing. Yeah. I literally have it written on my sheet in this order Mm -hmm. of films that are technically 2017 that we have yet to see. Oh my goodness. Yes. Still going to plan to see. Yes. I'm going to be seeing them in 2018 though. Like ASAP in 2018. Um, this is going to be number one on your list. Shape of water. Shape of water. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. What were you going to say, Joanne? I'm sorry. That was rude. (laughs) That was literally Guillermo del Toro. That was literally. (laughs) Oh my God. Guillermo doing a period story about a gill man. Like I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. It's probably going to be my number one. Let's be real. And then call me by your name. Yes. Um, the Florida Project. I'm so excited to see that. I also really want to see The Post with Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. I'm less excited for that, but I'm excited for that. It's Tom Hanks. American Treasure. American Treasure. And I feel like, just in terms with how weirdly adversarial the U.S. government's relationship is with the press right now, I feel like this could be like a really cathartic lovely movie about like freedom of the press so i'm just like yes do you remember that what what was this movie called the kate blanchett um robert redford oh 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 yes about the dan rather um president bush vietnam thing yeah oh what was that called anyway it made me think of that because that one kind of came Mm -hmm. and then went unnoticed and no one talked about it because it wasn't the right time for it. No. Um, and I'm wondering if, if this will happen with the post. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Because it's... It has such a good cast. And Steven Spielberg's directing. So I'm there. Or it's going to do a spotlight. <laughs> and sweep. Academy Award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so either you're going to be the one that won a bunch of Oscars. Or you're going to be the one that Sean and Joanna can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> was it called Truth? No. Yeah, it was Truth. Okay. We're going to call it Truth. Sorry, Dan Rather. It was lovely seeing you at TIFF. <laughs> yeah. It was called Truth. Let's. We're saying it's called Truth. Hey, do you remember who we saw at that same screening? Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, we did. So hang on. We've seen... We've been in the same room as our heroine, June, from The Handmaid's Tale. So we win. Yeah, we do. And since I got vaguely political i do want to say that the handmaid's tale coming out this year in light of all of the horrific stories that are coming out about sexual harassment and sexual abuse and rapes that have been covered up like within the hollywood system you know i really think that art and culture and politics all mesh together whether or not people want them to or not and i don't think it's coincidental that something as brilliantly examining what it means to live in a society where women's rights have been completely taken away from them and they've been reduced to this position with no power and examining like rape and consent and toxic masculinity. It's to me not coincidental that that came out and then we went to Harvey Weinstein's like downfall because I think it's opening people's minds and getting people to have tough conversations. And I think like, I'll look back on this year, and I think there's in years in in media and movies and television that we can look back and say like that was the year that the first Star Wars came out. That's the year that mm-hmm. 
like you have these big blockbusters or the year Titanic came out. Like yeah. You have these big moments. Yeah. And I think we're going to look back on 2017. And I think the Harvey Weinstein, the Me Too movement, I think oh that's going to be yeah. the, the standout um, discussion. Event. Yeah. It's just really, um, it's just awful. Well, and the thing is, too, like, I just, it, it's it's so hard to, to find out that an industry that we love so much and that we've studied and made a huge part of our lives, that that kind of abuse of power and abuse of people is so prevalent and so systemic. Um, yeah. And reading, like, the logistics of all the machinations that he would go to to keep this information hidden, like, from getting out, it's disgusting. Because, like, there's a, there's a system of people that were like, yeah, we're going to help you cover up that you're yeah. raping and harassing women. Well, and even, yeah. like, look at the conversations now that we've had about, um, like, Louis C.K. and Kevin Spacey. Matt like, Lauer. Matt Lauer. Like, Kevin Spacey getting digitally, like, edited out of a movie that he was going to have a major Oscar campaign for. Yeah. Like, like, we're at a real, like, turning point where I finally feel like people are saying, you know what? We need to listen to and believe survivors because their stories matter. Yeah. I know. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words because I think it is, like like you said, like because so much of our daily mm-hmm. lives, like we, I love watching movies and I love watching television and the fact yeah. that like, it, supporting this industry means supporting the way it's been functioning for so long Yeah, and how awful that is. Yeah. Um, I'm well, optimistic that it's going to be better. I And I think it will be because we have people like Rose McGowan telling their stories. And one of my favorite things about Queen Sugar, so throwback to what we were talking about with TV. So all of season two of Queen Sugar, every single episode is directed by a woman. Okay. And at a press conference, someone was basically like, hey, executive producers Ava DuVernay and Oprah, tell us why is all of season two directed by women? And Ava DuVernay, like, I want, I wish I had the exact quote in my mind, but she basically said, hey, did you ask the producers of Game of Thrones why all of last season was directed by men? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then the whole room went, oh, bam. <laughs> and the guy just got up and left. <laughs> yeah. He's basically like, well, my career in journalism is over because I <laughs> am, I'm an idiot. Goodbye. But no, I think, I think that this is a real turning point where we can have conversations about inclusivity like that. If we start putting, like, actually putting women in power, like, I think we're going to get better entertainment and we're going to get a more kind of rich perspective. And that's yeah. how we combat this, and is by I sharing power. I early prediction right now. Yeah. Um, of a ladybird. And I think, especially ladybird. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Gerwig. I think coming out right now in the cultural climate of this movement, mm-hmm. uh, and having these strong women, even the film itself, there aren't a lot of men in it. No. And even like directed by Greta, I think, I think this is going to do very well at the Oscars. I really hope it does. Um, Saoirse Ronan is an Irish oh. national treasure that I want to personally write Ireland a letter because she's oh. a gift. Remember the time you saw her at TIFF and I didn't get to see her because I went across the street to the subway to get a Coke. And I came back with the Coke bottle that had my name on it. And it was like, Joanna, look, I found a Coke with my name <laughs> oh, on yeah, it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I just saw Saoirse Ronan. And then I went, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, she was carrying her shoes, and she was so cool. Yeah. And you were like, I can't even. And so mad. I remember that now. I was so bad because she was staying at a hotel, and I didn't see her. Isn't that terrible, Sean, that if you had not just told me that, I would have forgotten that. 
that was also the time I had mono. <laughs> that was such a blur. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it's my duty to like every year remind you, remember the milestone things that happened at TIFF that year? And you'll be like, what? It yeah, was all the yeah. fog because I was like walking fatigue disease. Games. No, I just remember coming back and I was like, wow, I finally found a Coke with my name on it. Because that was the thing at that time. And I was like, huh. And it was at the subway across the street from our hotel. What a wonder. And then you were like, I just saw Saoirse Ronan. And then I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember that time she was in Brooklyn and we loved her? Yes. Now she's back again, just doing more things we love. Well, and remember that time that she was a little girl in Atonement, and she was, like, the best part of that whole movie? I forgot about that. Like, she's a boss. Like, it's it's a matter of time before we go Academy Award, nomin- Academy Award winner, because she's a two-time nominee. Yep. yep. Joanna, can we talk about um, the, what I would call, rather unfortunate reception of The Last Jedi? I don't understand. I just don't. Because I think it's a heck of an entry into the Star Wars saga. It's yeah. very good. It advances a lot of stories. And it has a lot of very cool, powerful moments, like a throne room fight that I'm not going to spoil. Uh, but it's yeah. like visually like daring and inventive. And I think one of the best sequences you will ever find in a Star Wars movie. Yep. Agreed. And it also has like... The fi- and this isn't a spoiler, but the final meeting of Luke and Leia. Because yeah. Carrie Fisher's unfortunately passed away. Like, yeah. so again, like, I hate that that was kind of spoiler territory, but it's also fact. Um, But that sequence is beautiful, and I think it's one of the most well-written things I've seen this year. And yeah. then you get online and people are just like, I think BB-8's the hero of the series. Nothing really exciting happened. Like, stop it. What did you and, want to happen? And I think this is like... We have to consider our, maybe our own place in this, like in reviewing this. Sure. Because I look at something like Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because it doesn't seem the critics. Critics seem to like it. Yeah. It's the viewers. Yeah. That that don't like it, right? So maybe we're falling into that category of critics, I guess. Yeah. Who just loved it? Like so, right now it's ninety-one. Yeah. For the Rotten Tomato critic score. Yeah. And then the Flickster user score is fifty-one. 51%? Get, 51%? Get a grip, people. Like, to me, that just says they don't like risky yeah. storytelling or they don't like women in powerful roles. Like, that seems uh, like a real, like, loaded negative fanboy thing. Yeah, like, someone just said, The Last Jedi was a good movie, but it's not a good Star Wars movie. Yes, it was. I don't know <laughs> Sorry. what that means. <laughs> Can I tell you, though, about my personal story with seeing this movie? Uh-huh. <laughs> because you know me. I love a good Star Wars movie. Even when I don't like them, like Rogue One, I still like them, you know? Oh, uh, see? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I, 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 you sorry? <laughs> I, I touched on I something there. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no, so I, my, like, cardinal rule is, like, see it opening night because the internet is in unsafe, awful place for spoilers. And you have no one to blame but yourself if you don't go opening weekend. Well, Joanna, opening weekend, I had the chest cold from hell. Um, <laughs> and and I was napping every few hours. I was occasionally coughing so hard that I'd start crying. I had a really oh. bad headache. 
So I was like, well, you can't go. You won't enjoy this. It's two and a half hours. I had to wait almost two weeks to see it. And wow. I didn't have a single spoiler. Good for you. But I, like, I unfollowed some, like, news websites on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, like, a very strict, like, moratorium on Star Wars discussion because you know my situation. The only yep. thing that got past me was a headline that's just like, let's talk about Adam Driver's abs in The Last Jedi. <laughs> And, and I was you're like, like, what? And I was like, why do we see Adam Driver's abs? And then I was like, don't go down the rabbit hole. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you and I have had this discussion before. Yeah. On our beliefs about spoilers. Yes. Because you're much more, you do not want to know spoilers. No. And I don't care so much. <laughs> and and for me, if I know them, it ruins it for me entirely. Oh, no. And for me, I'm just like, there's there's other stuff going on that I'll still enjoy a film. And that's the thing. It's like, the cinematics are still very rich. But, like, when I see something the first time, I want to go on an emotional journey. Like, I'm like a little goober like that. I just, like, surprise me. Take me somewhere new. And then this would be my response about my question Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. And I feel like you've said this before. How did you feel about the Ragnarok, the Thor 3 Ragnarok, the Mm -hmm. reveal that his arch, the the person he was fighting, was Mm -hmm. the Hulk? And we found that out in the trailer. I didn't love that. That's a spoiler. They spoiled it. That was I, a big reveal of the film. It was a big reveal. Yes. That was the big reveal of the film. Yeah. Well, did you hear about the fight that Jordan Peele had to have with the studio for the trailer of Get Out? No. So, spoiler alert. I'm going to say it as vaguely as I can. If you haven't seen Get Out by now... You're to blame. Yeah. Because it was in theaters and had a healthy run. It's been on Blu-ray. It's going to get Oscar nominations. Go see it. In yeah. in the marketing of the movie, they felt very strongly that Allison Williams' character, the girlfriend, that in the kind of last act reveal when she holds up the keys, when he's like, babe, the keys, we got to go. They wanted to include the image of her holding the keys mischievously. Oh, no. And yeah, no. And I read a really interesting article where he was just like, you know, I really strongly disagreed with them. I didn't want him to do it. Luckily they didn't. Good. But, but according to him, like it was kind of like a a very measured, like firm discussion where he's like, I think this gives away a lot of the movie. Maybe let's not do that. And then they're just like, but it looks so good. Oh yeah. That would have changed it. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Like big time, big time. But then I think that also leads to another discussion of something that I've been feeling with movies lately. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I have been thinking about, and I'm going to use this word very purposefully and very deliberately because I know it's loaded for other people. Um, I've been really thinking about starting to abstain from trailers. Really? Yes. Because I feel like lately a lot of trailers have been coming out And they've been showing me so much of the movie that I almost like take a weird mental inventory and I go, well, when is that going to happen? And then when the that happens late, I go, oh, well, I guess I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And so for me, the big example of that affecting me this year was Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. Because it's a hell of a trailer. Like, it's really good. It's got high energy. 
Yeah. Um, and I, and I think it communicates what the movie is going to do very well, but I think it also shows a lot of like the movie's most exciting chase sequences. <laughs> and that's an I, issue, like hold back, like show some restraint. And I think it calls to question like the, the role of a trailer. Yeah. The trailer's role isn't to do justice to the film so much as it is to get you intrigued to see the film. And to sell the film, because at the end yeah. of the day, it's a commodity that this major multinational corporation is selling to us. And I think you can then go back to the Jordan Peele stuff yeah. where they're like, this looks cool. This is going to get people in. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Peele saying, no, we have to do justice to the film. Yeah. Having that reveal is important. Because mm-hmm. I think, and I mean, mind you, my favorite part of the trailer for Ragnarok mm-hmm. is when he goes, he's a friend from work. Like, yeah. But that, can you imagine if you had seen that? Not knowing that was coming. That would have been shocking and hilarious. It would have been hilarious. Yes. So, I, I, <laughs> I hear you. I don't think I'm as strong as you. I don't know if I'm going to be actually able to not watch the trailers, though. Yeah. Cause I the, love watching trailers. The only trailer I saw for The Last Jedi was the one that came out way back in the day. Like, I haven't oh, watched wow. any of the subsequent TV spots. And there, <laughs> for, the shape, for The Shape of Water, you know how much GDT means to me yeah i've only seen one trailer really because i don't want i don't want more images in my mind good for you i think i think there's a lot to be said for that mind you i'm gonna still binge watch trailers well and the thing is though i love them but i feel like in a way they've started to do a disservice to me huh you know so i i don't know like it's it's this very are you gonna want just read the plot or are you gonna or what do you, the synopsis or? I don't, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't have a full fledged plan. So now that I've said this and you like ask me very reasonable questions, I'm like, Joanna, I don't know. You caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I think I'll just try and get things on my radar that I want to see and then try and avoid trailers. Just go get the newspaper and read the. <laughs> I'll read a good old periodical that I got down at the newsstand. Read the film critic in the paper. Yeah. For the five and dime. I'll go and get a daily variety. <laughs> I can even tell you how much a newspaper costs. How much a newspaper costs? Um, shockingly high, like really high. What? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Because I think like a Sunday paper is like three dollars now. Huh. Oh, okay. Can I get a <laughs> um. <laughs> so I just got a Black Friday special subscription to the New York Times for a year. And for $8 a month, I get access to everything. But at the end of this year, it jumps up to $32. <laughs> a year? Yeah, No, a month. What? Yeah. No. So I think I'll probably keep it for the year and then say goodbye. Just online? Well, I get it online. And then I also... the um. So this has been like part of my like real nerd lately. I've been doing the mini crossword puzzles like daily, like religiously. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a perk that I got with my membership level. So I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. You did the crossword? Yeah. Like the mini uh-huh. one. It only has like 12 questions. Like they're very small. I- struggle hard with the crossword the crossword's not for me oh no i think they're very hard and that's why i'm like i'm I'm trying to more actively engage my brain 
I feel like all these things, your New Year's resolution saying you're going to read more, yeah. you get a newspaper per subscription, mm-hmm. not wanting to watch trailers, I feel like you're just really aging. You're, you're just, just like, like, who am I? Do you know what I told my parents the other day? I was like, I can't eat popcorn like I used to because sometimes the kernels get caught between my teeth and it really bothers me. You your dentures? No, and my dad just looks at me and he's like, you sound really old. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, that does sound really old, doesn't it? Like... I don't know. So, no, I I don't know. With with 30, 10 months away, I'm leaning into it. (laughs) Is it that close? Yeah, it's in October. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like I took us off track. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's relevant. Joanna, it's been been lovely, and we, we promise you guys some more episode sooner rather than later and thank you for coming back after our prestige tv hiatus that we adopted for a podcast absolutely so we'll have more episodes coming for you very very soon and keep watching our facebook page like us on facebook if you feel so inclined please write a review on apple podcasts because that's how more people will find us and most important happy watching whether it be television or movies and let us know what you're watching and let us know yep. if there's something you want to talk about because we'd love to talk about it too. Absolutely. So Joanna, as always, it's a pleasure. Listeners, it's a pleasure. Yes. Have a good night. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's become like such a weird, unfortunate, like, but perfect goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> it's who we are. I think it's true to who we are.